One of the main reasons that I want to be intentional with technology and the way that I use screens is because of my kids. I realize that we live in this world of technology and screens and nothing is going to change about that. Like screens are not going away. And so instead of just sheltering my kids from screens and the negative impacts that I've learned about and researched about, I want to help my kids develop a healthy relationship with screens. And tomorrow I'm actually teaching a workshop on how to do that. And I'll put the link in the show notes to sign up for that, it's $15. But today I will be talking about one aspect of how we can help our kids develop a healthy relationship with screens. And that is to model a healthy relationship with screens. And so today we'll be talking about how to model good screen habits for your kids. Do you ever find yourself turning to your phone without even thinking about it? Or do you get sucked into scrolling and regret not using that time for something else? You are not alone. I'm Alex, a screen time mentor for young moms, and I'm here to help you get a grip on your own screen time so you can be present, intentional, and live a more fulfilling life. Welcome to the Mindful with Media podcast. So today we're talking about how to model good screen habits for your kids. And if you want to know why this is important and more of the research and even some more practical things to do, then go listen to last week's episode, episode 18, about why you should be more concerned about your own screen time than your kid's screen time. That's some good background for what we're going to talk about today. But let's actually get into this. So this idea of modeling good screen habits for our kids, I think we all want to do that. We all want to model good screen habits, but it's a lot harder to actually do. And so in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing some really practical ways to model good screen habits for your kids. And as we start off, I want you to realize and recognize that you're doing so much better than you probably think. And so one thing that can be really helpful is to write down all of the ways that you're already modeling good screen habits. So ways that you're using your phone as a tool for good or ways that you're using your phone or screens in general that aligns with your values and what's important to you or ways that your current phone boundaries are already working. So just start off by recognizing all the good and all of the the healthy ways that you are using screens. So after you've realized that you're doing so much better than you think you are, you'll probably realize that you still have room for improvement. I know that I sure do. And as we're we're trying to implement better screen habits, I think we often have this vague idea of wanting to model good screen habits or to have better phone boundaries or whatever that is, but it's really vague and it's not really clear. So if you can get more clear on what that actually looks like for you personally, because it will look different for every person, then it will be so much easier to actually model healthy tech habits for your kids because it will be really clear on what that even looks like. So To get clear on that, you can ask yourself these questions. What does your ideal day look like? What would your screen use look like on your best day? How much time would you spend on your phone? What would your boundaries look like? What ways would you not use your phone? What ways would you not use screens? So once you have this better, more clearer picture of 
what good screen habits even look like for you, then you can start making goals and changes and plans to actually model those good screen habits. But the thing is, when we make goals, we typically are picturing our lives on the very ideal best day, but most days are not ideal. At least my life is not like that. We have things that happen that lead us to a rough place emotionally, or we get sick, or we don't sleep well, or things don't go as planned, or we make mistakes. And I could go on and on and on about real life is not ideal. And so as you're trying to figure out your screen habits that you want to model for your kids, think about what screen habits you can realistically keep even on your very worst day. So those days that we don't plan for, but happen like when you're in a really rough place emotionally or you're sick or you hardly got any sleep or just when those those things happens, what screen habits could you still keep? And then the next thing that can really help you to actually model good screen habits for your kids is to set up what I like to call speed bumps. So these are things that you set in place to just make it a little easier for you to use screens in the way that you want to and in the way that you want to have your kids see you use your screens. So these would be things like setting up focus modes on your phone or putting your phone away in a drawer in the other room or setting up time limits for certain apps and having someone else know the password so you can't actually go past those time limits or organizing the apps on your phone in a certain way or displaying a screen time widget on your phone or turning your phone to grayscale. So there are so many things that we can do that that are just little speed bumps that we set up to make it a little bit easier for ourselves to model good screen habits for our kids. And you can listen to episode 11 and that I share uh, some more practical tips there. And then also I'll put a link in the show notes to 34 free phone boundary ideas where you can sign up and I have a PDF of just tons of ideas of things that can be helpful. So these speed bumps, these little things that we do to make it easier, they are helpful, but they are not enough. So one of the best things we can model and our teach our children, especially when it comes to screens and our relationship with screens, is healthy ways to deal with uncomfortable emotions. Because wasting time on your phone is usually triggered because you are avoiding an uncomfortable emotion. So even if you don't realize that this is what's happening, if you really look at those times that you are using your phone or mindlessly scrolling, you're probably avoiding something. And so if you can figure out what emotion you're avoiding or what's triggering that mindless phone use, then you can work on solving the actual problem. So just an example of this, I taught my very first workshop at the beginning of this year. So January of 2023, and I had just finished teaching the workshop and I felt so embarrassed. I taught lots of workshops in different settings before, but it was the first time it was like my own thing, myself putting it on, putting myself out there. And I just felt so awkward and embarrassed. And my immediate urge was to open Instagram, which was so ironic because I had just taught a workshop on how not to do that. But I had a speed bump set in place of my Instagram time being up. So like when I tried to open the app, it told me that like my time was up for the day. And that just gave me enough of a buffer to realize that I was feeling an uncomfortable emotion and 
I was trying to avoid it by going on Instagram. And so instead of going on Instagram, I opened the notes app on my phone and I just wrote down how I was feeling, just felt awkward and embarrassed and scared that nobody was ever gonna come to a workshop again and just all these uncomfortable emotions. And then once I finished writing that, I felt so much better and I, I was able to actually process that uncomfortable emotion instead of just avoiding it by going on social media. And actually, I still teach these workshops. I do a a workshop every month. And this month, it's going to be all about how to help your children develop a healthy relationship with screens. So I'll put the link in the show notes so you can sign up for that. And they're $15. Tomorrow is the workshop. And if you can't make it live, then I always send out a replay for everyone who can't make it. But anyways, back to this idea of avoiding uncomfortable emotions. So in order to model good screen habits for your kids, it can be helpful to identify what bad screen habits you have. So is there a way that you use screens that is not the best habit? Like you wouldn't want your kids doing the same thing. If you can identify something that happens fairly regularly, then you can recognize when it usually happens, where it usually happens, why it usually happens, and what uncomfortable emotion you're likely avoiding. So Are you usually bored or lonely or hungry or exhausted or embarrassed or stressed or sad or worried or tired or overwhelmed? So just identifying what, what's the the root problem. And when, once you can figure that out, then you can actually treat the real problem. So another example of this would be, let's say that I'm looking through my day and I realize that I tend to scroll on social media in the evenings after my kids go to bed way longer than I actually want to. So then I can say, okay, so when it's in the evenings, where, probably in my bedroom, why? And this is where you kind of have to use your brain a little bit, right? Like, why am I doing that? And I think it's probably because I'm exhausted. I'm just so tired from taking care of my kids all day. And maybe I'm also overwhelmed with deciding how to use that free time in the evening, right? I could clean up or do some more housework. I could work on my podcast and my business. I could relax and read something. I could do something fun with a friend. I could go to sleep. There's just a lot of different ways I could use that free time. And so I think because I'm so tired and I don't want to use any brain space making that decision that I just turn to my phone and mindlessly scroll, right? So to treat the real problem, maybe I could have something already planned for the evenings. Just every night I plug my phone in at dinner and then I have my Kindle ready for me right by my bed. I set up my environment. So if you can just figure out what the real problem is, then you can set up speed bumps and then you can also deal with the actual uncomfortable emotion. And also listen to episode 14 of the podcast where I interview Leslie Alder. She shares some really helpful, practical ways to deal with specifically boredom, loneliness, and overwhelm instead of turning to your phone. And as you're doing this, as you're striving to improve your own screen use and your your relationship with screens, it is so powerful to narrate everything for your kids. And with screens specifically, kids can't see what you're doing on your screen 
or what's going on in your brain of like why you're making these decisions. So just talk to your kids about it. Just tell them. I've been spending a lot of time on my phone at night doing mindless things and it kind of just leaves me feeling not good. And so I'm implementing these boundaries and I'm trying this or, you know, just talk to them about everything you're doing and why you're doing it when it comes to screens. And there's so much power in that. And the other thing that can be helpful as you are trying to model good screen habits for your kids is to involve them. So Show them how you're using your screens as a tool for good and talk about all of the amazing things we can do because of technology. I think it can be really easy to see all the negative things that come from screens or kind of have this battle against screens, but screens and technology are amazing. And so tell your kids that and talk about all of the good things that can come from screens and and talk about why boundaries are helpful and important because of the, the negative things that can come from screens. Just talk about it. There's so much power in just talking with your kids. And as you are modeling screen habits for your kids and you're striving to have a good example for them, you will make mistakes. Guaranteed, you will not be perfect in the way that you use screens. And this is actually a really good thing for multiple reasons. One, because it's actually more beneficial for your kids if you're not perfect in the way you use screens and then you tell them how you weren't perfect and then what you're going to do about it. That is actually way better than if you were perfect in how you used your phone and screens all the time. It's better to make mistakes, tell your kids that you make mistakes, and then tell them what you're going to do about it. And then the other thing that is good about making mistakes when it comes to using our screens is it provides an opportunity to improve and kind of figure out what's going on. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you did anything wrong when you use your screens in a way that you didn't want to. It just means that there's either an uncomfortable emotion or a situation that probably needs your attention. And this is an opportunity to ask what you could do differently next time. So could you set up a different speed bump or is there some sort of like emotion or situation that you're avoiding that you could address? Like just getting curious about why you're using screens and the way you are can provide an opportunity to get to the root of the problem and do something different about it. And an example of this, so several weeks ago, it was actually probably a couple months ago now, basically my plans for the morning fell through. And so last minute I decided to take my kids to a kids museum and my kids are playing there and I'm like, oh, well, like maybe I should try to create content while I'm here because my kids are playing and occupied. Like this might be a good time to work. And so I was like trying to work on my phone and then my kids would cry and so I'd be with them for a sec. And then I would go back and like work on my phone. And then I was kind of annoyed because my kids were kept needing my attention. And I realized after that, that's not how I wanted to be using my screens at that time. I wanted to be present with my kids. And this is not saying that this is how you need to use your screens, but I just realized for me that it was not working. And so it was a good time to just take a step back and ask myself, okay, like what uncomfortable emotion or situation was I maybe avoiding? I think I was probably kind of bored and lonely. I thought I was going to be spending time with friends, but instead I was just by myself with my kids. And that can be a little bit under stimulating. <laughs> and then I was able to ask, okay, 
what what can I do differently next time? If if my plans fall through again, or maybe just every time I'm at the museum, that can be an activity where I know my phone stays away and I don't try to work and be with my kids at the same time. So the point that I'm really trying to get at is that you won't be perfect and that is good because you can show your kids that they're not going to be perfect in the way that they use screens either, but what to do about it. And just again, narrate that out loud, tell your kids how you were using your phone in a way you didn't want to and what you're going to do differently next time or what you're going to do about the situation right then. And then also it's just a learning opportunity for yourself to see what adjustments you need to make. So if this is something that's important to you to help your kids develop a healthy relationship with technology, then you should definitely sign up for the workshop. It's tomorrow, June 29th, and a replay will be sent out if you can't make it live. It's $15 and they are so fun for me. I love teaching. I love the activities we do. I love the opportunities to interact and learn from each other. They're powerful. The link is in the show notes to sign up for that. And as we end this episode today, I think most people know this, but it takes a lot of time to research and plan and record and edit these podcast episodes. And it also costs money because of the software and the website and the microphone. Anyways, it costs money to make these podcast episodes too. So one of the best ways that you can support me if you appreciate this content is to share it with someone. So you can either share something that stood out to you with a sister or a friend, or you can share on social media about this podcast. And just the fact that you take the time to listen to this means so much to me. So thank you so much for being here and I will see you next week. I believe we should stop focusing on the negative aspects of screens and start using them as tools to support our values. We are the first generation learning to navigate this media-saturated society, and it is not easy. You don't have to be perfect, but as you are mindful, technology can be a tool to help you thrive. We are in this together as we figure out how to live a present, intentional life in this world consumed by screens. If you appreciated this podcast, would you make sure to leave a review and subscribe? I'm so glad you could be here today and I'll see you next week.